praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again coming to you with the Word of God. Praise God. We're getting ready to start us a new series. I'm going to talk about hidden things that become revealed. Amen. Or hidden things revealed, maybe we'll call it. Praise God. And so uh, we're going to start in the book of Matthew today. The book of Matthew in chapter 13, please. Matthew and 13. Praise the Lord. Verse 44, please. All right. And it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found the one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had, and he bought it. Now, what I'm talking about is things that are hidden. Now, of course, in this text, you're talking about treasure, the, the uh, treasures of the kingdom that are hidden, praise God. And he's trying to give us, you know, kind of an idea what uh, the value of these treasures in the kingdom of heaven, praise God. And so the first thing I'm going to talk about here is the fact that, uh, you know, the tre uh, kingdom treasures, okay, uh, you know, so things of of the word, principles, uh, insights, understandings of things, you know, ideas, uh, showing you how to do and what, uh, how not to do, and all that kind of stuff that you're going to find hidden in the Word of God, what we would call treasures of the kingdom, praise God. And so it's, uh, let's look at some words here. Um, for instance, the word hidden itself, let's define it, means something that's concealed. Okay, something that's been covered or concealed, which is going to kind of come up here. All right, so something concealed or covered, something kept secret or reserved, and it also means yet to be declared. So in other words, uh, it's something that might be hidden at the moment, but it shouldn't stay hidden. That's what it's implying here, praise God. And the thing I want to say about this and all the things that we're going to talk about today and in the next upcoming weeks, amen, these are things that, you know, are hidden not from you, but you have to understand that all these things that are hidden are hidden for you, okay, which is huge, okay, because God has got all kinds of great things uh, in the kingdom of heaven, things, principles and treasures that are within the kingdom, praise God, that are for you and me as believers, praise God. But, amen, they're, they're hidden. They're there for you, amen. They're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you, praise God. And so that's why today I feel like we need to begin to talk about how to uh, see these hidden things become revealed so we become partakers of it, praise God. So again, the word hidden is defined as something concealed or covered, okay? Something kept secret or reserved, yet to be declared, all right? Praise God, yet to be declared. Now let's take a look at this, okay? So the uh, kingdom of heaven is like, uh, this is verse 44 again. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found, okay? Okay, so this gentleman or whoever it is found this hidden treasure, okay? So he's trying to give you the, the analogy here, but let's look at it. So something found, that word found there uh, means to find or to get or to obtain something. Uh, but it refers to literally a digging or uh, extending energy to find it, okay? That's what it's talking about here. Or it also means something perceived or seen, which refers to really time uh, uh, seeking something. So when we're talking about something being found, it's not just a simple little deal. This gentleman here obviously took some time, spent some, uh, some energy, uh, some time, uh, even here resources, amen, to find what he found. And then when he did find it, praise God, he saw it as something great and valuable. And as a result of it, praise God, put it back in that field, did everything he could to, to make sure that he could buy and purchase that field so that he could have that uh, hidden treasure that was within it, praise God. Amen. And so that's something to keep in mind here. Okay, so something, he found it and then he hid it. Uh, and for joy over it, he goes, sells all that he has, uh, and and uh, buys that field. Now, this word here, uh, sells, in other words, to sell all that he has, uh, it means to, to busy oneself. It means to be a, a trader or a barter of something, okay? And then it says he buys that field, okay, which also refers to going to a marketplace to purchase or redeem something, okay? So he's talking about here uh, 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 extending the energies to find it, 
um, to uh, extending uh, time to seek it. And then he talks about this investment thing of buying and selling, okay? So which we refers to, um, when it says here, like all that he had deals with possessions, abilities, resources, and even uses the word relations in the area of connections and favor. So when you start talking about somebody that's making investments to find something, um, you know, they're, they're extending their resources, okay, that which they have. This here says he sold all that he had. Man, he, he really went out there. Man, we're talking about an investment to buy this field. Man, that, that treasure was, it meant so much to him that he was willing to take the chance to sell everything he had, to apply it toward that field, to buy that field, all right? So he was willing to give of his resources, his energies, his abilities, do whatever he could, trade of his time, uh, trade of his resources. Come on now, even drawn on favor maybe for his relationships and connections that he had with people. He's trying to do everything he can to make sure that he owns that field. Now the word says that these kingdom of heaven, okay, is, you know, these, these treasures within the kingdom of heaven are that valuable. All right, and I'm hoping you're seeing that. So when we're talking about drawing something, see these hidden treasures within the kingdom of heaven that are available to you and me, praise God. Are you willing to put forth your energies and your efforts and your time and, and, and of your resources to find this? See, it's there for you. And believe me, it's always worth it. Amen. But, you know, it isn't just something that, uh, you know, all of a sudden falls on you here. This is something, praise God, that you have literally have, you know, extended yourself to find. And that's the point they're trying to make. That if you want what God has to offer, all right, there's a, when you're looking about that secret stuff, when you're going in for the, uh, those hidden treasures, praise God. Now, there's when it comes time to salvation and all that, I mean, we get that, man. It's a, you made Jesus Lord of your life. All that he has now is made readily available unto you. But we're talking about grabbing hold of those deep things, those secret things. We're talking about uh, those mysteries. We're talking about those hidden treasures within the kingdom, these kingdom principles that it's going to take uh, a little bit of time, a little bit of energies on your part. It's going to take maybe a little bit of, maybe even a, a giving of yourself in one way or another, maybe even of purchasing uh, materials and things that try to help you uh, get a hold of these things, praise God. I remember growing up in the things of God, one of the things that we, man, we just dove into. Man, back when they used to uh, sell tapes, you know, uh, old cassette tapes now, you know, now it's all so obsolete and everything, but man, we just consumed it. Uh, literatures and books and things that people wrote about different principles of the kingdom. And we would just do everything we could to just try to consume it, uh, to read and to hear and to listen and to watch. And we made sure we were always in the house of God, man, trying to glean what we could and learn what we could. But see, it, it didn't just fall on you. You had to kind of really go after it. And that's the principle that it's trying to make here. Then the next one, it talks about this pearl, okay? So again, the kingdom, verse 45, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. And when he had found the one pearl of great price, he went and then sold all that he had, and he bought that pearl, all right? I mean, that's how precious it was to him. That's how valuable it was to him that he was willing to take a chance, and not only in, in the sense that he found it. See, he obviously extended energies, went everywhere he could to find what he was looking for. And when he finally found what he was looking for, he was willing to literally sell everything. I mean, when you think about giving all that you have, selling all that you have, there's just such a, such a, a price that's being paid here. All right, Willing to do whatever it takes is what it's saying. Amen. And I think about the kingdom principles. I think about these hidden treasures that are for you and me. Again, they're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. But they're hidden. You got you to kind of extend yourself and find these things, praise God. You got to be willing to take the time when maybe nobody else is doing it, but you're willing to take the time to, to seek God in these things, to, to, to dig, so to speak, for that hidden treasure. Amen. To give of your time and energies in the area of seeking, praise God. Willing to give your all sometimes. Amen. 
I remember so many times in, in uh, Trudy and myself's lives when we were growing in the things of God, we were willing just to lay everything aside, willing to do whatever it took to grow, whatever it took to, uh, to, uh, to go higher in the things of God. Amen. And I think about, you know, uh, how important it is, even this day, doing whatever it takes. Amen. Maybe you're going to take the time to watch things that maybe most people would never take the time to watch or to listen in on, on messages and, and good teaching and preaching of, of ministers around the world who are, who are ministering about these great hidden treasures within the Word of God, these principles within the kingdom of heaven, praise God. And I, I appreciate so many great men and women of God who've taken the time to dig themselves in order to turn now and then bring a sense of revelation See, they've, they've had things revealed to them. Now they're bringing that revelation for you and me to have. And I think about, uh, you know, this is what it's all about. Digging in this word, hearing those messages. Amen. Uh, you know, taking the time to pull open those concordance and those lexicons and those study materials that help, uh, fi- help you find those principles, help you find those hidden treasures. Amen. Now, again, I'm just, I'm just taking the time to show you there's a lot of hidden things that are available for you and me. And to me, I just wanted to start it with the, just bringing this out, the fact that I'm going to call them, in a sense, those hidden treasures. Amen. That's there for you and me. And I'm just going to maybe ask the question again. Are you willing to, uh, to extend yourself to find these things, to extend yourself to, to dig, amen, for that, that hidden treasure, to search and seek for that, that hidden, uh, you know, that one pearl of great price, that thing, praise God. And I've learned this, and I know you've heard us say these things many times, but one word from God can change your life forever. So everything that we're talking about, these are life changers. These are principles. These are uh, hidden treasures that become, in a sense, life changers, all right? They change everything about your life. One thing and an insight about this can literally transform your life. Another insight over here about this can literally transform your life. And all of a sudden, you are going down one road. All of a sudden, now you're going down a different road, and you're walking in the fullness of God, walking in the blessing of the Lord. Praise God. Everything that God has to offer you in that area now is beginning to manifest like it should, all because you were willing to dig and to seek and to go after and to invest of your time, your energies, your resources, whatever it is, to go after it, praise God. And I'm telling you, it is always worth it. It is always worth it, child of God, to go after these kingdom uh, uh, principles, these hidden treasures, amen, within the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. God is so good, amen. Praise the Lord. So to me, I just kind of started with this, and uh, just that, that, that these kingdom treasures are revealed or brought forth by willing, uh, by being willing to dig for it, amen, by being willing to seek it, and by willing to invest yourself uh, to go after it with, that, with everything that you can, as that, like it says in this text, with all uh, that you have or with all that he has, amen. That's In both those texts, that's what it's talking about, amen, giving your all. So, all right, so with that said, let's go now to Luke chapter 10, please. Luke chapter 10, praise the Lord. Luke chapter 10, all right, Luke chapter 10, and I'm going to go to verse uh, 17, and again, I'm going to talk about some things that are hidden uh, for you and me. Luke uh, 10 and 17 is where we're going to start. I'm going to kind of let this unfold as I read down into this. It just says this, then the 70 return. Now, what's going on is this is the 70 return of the uh, disciples, all right, uh, earlier on in the chapter, you know, he sends them out two by two to go out there and do kingdom business, all right? Okay, so he's obviously took the time to teach them and to train them, and now he's going to send them all out two by two, instructing them what to do, what not to do, all right? So now those 70, all right, are all returning, okay, uh, you know, to him and talking to him. It says, and the 70 returned, And with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. All right? He said, in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now listen, behold, I give you the authority to trample 
on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now, he's not saying that one's more important. Than he's just saying that, listen, this, this ought to be common, all right? And that's the thing he's trying to get across to these men. This ought to be something that's, that's second nature to you in a sense. It's something that, that ought to just be a part of your life. And what he's talking about is this authority and this dominion. In fact, that word authority there, let's define that. Uh, the word authority is the, is the Greek word exousia, okay? And uh, it means a delegated authority or to be authorized or to, be, to have jurisdiction. All right, let me say that again. It means a delegated authority. Okay, so remember, he taught them, instructed them, told them what to do. They come back and said, it's just like you said, and in your name, in your name, in other words, in your character, in your name, see, because of you, amen, you've, and you've sent us, amen, to go out in your name, and that's what we did. So we've been, we have jurisdiction We've been authorized, amen, in a sense, that word also refers to liberty and rights and strength. In other words, you've, you've empowered us and freed us, amen. You've given us jurisdiction to go out and do the same things that you have done. And so they come back all excited about it. And he's saying, listen, that ought to be the norm. You walking in this kind of dominion and this kind of authority ought to be the norm for you. Amen. You, you know, it just ought to be, a, a, you know, just second nature to you. You just, you walk in this. Amen. And I need you to understand that's exactly right. For you and me, this ought to be, you know, us standing uh, firm in our authority and taking dominion over the enemy ought to just be something that just happens for us every day. Praise God. Amen. So he just says, you know, amen, it's, it's a, you know, it's, Something, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, it's a great thing. But he said, listen, this, that's not what you kind of rejoice. Rejoice the fact that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, praise God, that you're heaven bound. That's, that's something to rejoice about right there, praise God. Now, verse 21, he says, in that hour, in other words, after all this, he's instructed them. He said, in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father. Now, here he is talking to the Father. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things, okay, from the wise and prudent, and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for uh, so it seemed good in your sight. In other words, these things that they're starting to find out have been things that have been hidden, but now they're being revealed. Okay, that's what he's bringing out. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see. Now keep, in, keep that in mind there. Blessed are the eyes which see and the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you have seen, right? To see what you see and to have, or, and pardon me, let me read that again. Desire to see what you see and have not seen it and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. So he's talking about here that you have eyes that see it and now you have ears that hear it, okay? Now keep that in mind. Let me bring up this, uh, define something here, uh, the word revealed, okay? Because the word revealed, because it is kind of a key thing in this text, it means to uncover, okay? It, it means to expose, uh, it means uh, to disclose, it means to unveil, or to make manifest, or to bring in the light. So when we're talking about hidden things now being revealed, that's what we're talking about. It was covered. It was something hidden. But now due to, you know, like we found out last uh, text, that due to your, you know, extending energies and efforts and, and your materials and going after, you know, your resources, you're doing whatever it takes to go after it. As a result of it now, the cover's been pulled off, and now it's revealed. You're seeing things that have been hidden for you. The same thing here. There's authority and dominion that's available to you. Now, it's always been available to you, but in a lot of ways, it's been a hidden thing. A lot of, lot of believers never walk in that kind of authority, never walk in that kind of dominion, even though every believer, everyone that has accepted Christ has that available unto them. 
But again, it's one of those things that's covered. It's one of those things that's hidden. So he starts revealing in here, how does that come out to where you get a hold of that and grab that, so now that the cover's pulled off, that you can see it for what it is, that you now know that you have authority over the enemy, that you can walk in a place of dominion on planet Earth. Amen. Another hidden treasure in the kingdom here. Okay? All right? It's there for you. All right? Again, hidden for you, not from you. All right, so what happened? So it says down here in verse 24, well, verse 23 and 24, blessed are the eyes of which see the things you see. Verse 24 now. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. All right, so let's define some of this again. All right to have eyes which see is what's verse, or what it says there in verse 23. It means literally to look at or to give regard or to take heed. So to give regard, or we could even say give heed towards something. Now, when it talks about here and an ear to hear, it refers to giving audience. Okay, So the individual talking, or he's talking about these disciples here, obviously, but he says you had ears to hear. And you had, uh, you had eyes uh, to see and ears to hear. Now, many times we can go through the, uh, you know, references and places, you know, throughout the, uh, the Word of God, and it talks about having an ear to hear. Uh, you know, we see places like uh, Mark 4. We see Revelations 2, Revelations 3. These are places that says, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. I mean, it's, it's it obviously... It's not just talking about having an ear, having a physical ear, or having a physical eye. You know, Proverbs says that uh, he's made our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Now, it's not just talking about the physical eye and the physical ear. He's talking about, you know, purposing within to see what God's trying to have you see and to hear what God's trying to say, praise God. And that's what he's talking about. So he says, if you want to walk in this kind of a, hidden treasure in the area of authority and dominion, you've got to have an eye to see it, and you've got to have an ear to hear it. You know, if somebody says, well, you know, that, you know, I, you know, how, you know if, if it's there, you're going to see it, you're going to know it. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Let me give you just a couple uh, quick insights about, or a couple references on something. Okay, out of Matthew and, 20, uh, Matthew and 12, uh, it brings out, uh, these uh, Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees were coming up to Jesus and saying, Lord, show us a sign. You know, if you're from God, if you're doing it, show us a sign. Well, you know, he just got done at that moment delivering and healing a demon-possessed, blind, and mute man. I don't think you get any more of a sign than that. Okay? He was demon-possessed, he was mute, and he was blind. Jesus ministered to him, and all of a sudden, he's no longer demon-possessed. He's no longer blind and no longer mute. All right? Then they have the gall to turn around and say, show us a sign. They're sitting there watching us. My point is this. They obviously didn't have eyes to see. And they obviously didn't have an ear to hear. So when Jesus is saying, to you and me about having an eye to see and an ear to hear. See, you're, what you're doing is you're giving attention. You're giving of yourself, again, in a sense, um, what does that say? To give regard unto or to give heed to or to give attention to or to give audience to. In other words, you're purposing to hear it. You're purposing to see it. Praise God. And believe me, all right, you have to purpose to see it and hear it. Otherwise, you quickly hear something. It goes in one ear, out the other. You might see something and just kind of, you know, somehow, uh, you know, pass it off as just some, you know, coincidence or some kind of thing, whatever it is. And then you, you actually miss out on all that God's trying to do. See, these disciples, these 70 men who went out two by two, he had been teaching and instructing. He had been, you know, they'd been sitting down and given, given attention to what he was saying. And then he said, okay, now it's time for you to go do it. 
So he commissioned them two by two to go and to do it. He told them how to do it, what, what to do, what not to do. They went and did it. They came back all excited because everything he said to them manifested just like he said it would, praise God. That these demons and devil, everything bowed the knee and were subject to your name, praise God. Because we went out there in your name, walking in authority and dominion. And as a result of it, praise God, every devil we come in contact with bowed the knee, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. But they gave ear. They gave an eye. They, they had an eye to see it and an ear to hear it, praise God. I also reminded in Matthew in chapter 16 and 1 the same thing. Okay, these scribes and Pharisees, we see another uh, case where they go, show us a sign. Show us a sign. He just got done ministering healing to the masses and then feeds them. Okay, the word's clear. He fed uh, 4,000 men. I mean, well, probably went beyond 4,000, but we know he he fed at least 4,000 men. Now, the point is, is here he is, he ministers healing and deliverance to people. They're all still here. So he now says, let's feed them, sit them down. Did all that happen there and, and all the breaking of bread, the fish and the loaves and all that kind of stuff. It took a little bit, fragment, you know, little bit of stuff and fed the masses. They all experienced a mighty miracle. And then people have a, a ten, then they just turn around and say, show us a sign. Well, obviously you didn't see what everybody else was seeing and you didn't hear anything else that they were all hearing. The point is this, you can literally be in the midst of signs and wonders manifesting and not even see it. Or you could be in the midst of, 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 of ministry and teaching that can, that can literally bring a revelation unto you and not even hear it. And that's why he warned them. If you, he says, if you have an ear to hear, then hear what's being said. If you have an eye to see things, that the eyes of your understanding can be enlightened, then you're going to have to purpose, amen, to see it. Amen. Well, we're talking about a thing like this, about dominion and authority. You know, for the majority of the body of Christ, it's probably still a hidden thing. They just live life, conduct life. Now, child of God, I hope the ones I'm talking to today, that you understand that. You've already got maybe a, you know, somewhat of an idea of the fact that, uh, that, that you're called by God to be a difference maker everywhere you go. And it does. It takes authority and dominion to walk in this. Otherwise, the enemy continues to control and dictate in our lives. But I found that the majority of the body of Christ doesn't see it. All right? They just live life like everybody else lives life. And yeah, they're born again. Yeah, they're saved. We're not taking that from them. Uh, one day they're going to make heaven their home. And in, in a sense, we kind of joke around. We say they have fire insurance. That's great. You know, it's, that's a good thing, right? I mean, praise the Lord. We're not taking away from that. But there's so much more about life in the kingdom on planet Earth that you can walk in. If you'll see that, that, uh, you know, that the authority and dominion gets Revealed, the cover gets pulled back, and you begin to see, begin to see, amen, that you can walk in dominion. When he said, resist the enemy and he'll flee, amen, then you have to know that, praise God, I have what it takes to resist the enemy. I can walk in authority and dominion, praise God, right here on planet Earth and push back darkness, amen, so that it has no more control in my household, in my, my business, place of employment or business. It has no more hold in my physical body, no more hold in my finances and, and my business dealings and all that kind. We can go on and on and on in the raising of our kids, in our marriages, praise God, that darkness has no uh, place of authority there unless you are, uh, you know, unaware are not seeing or not hearing about the uh, hidden treasure of authority and dominion. Now again, this is all available when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, but you're going to have to have an eye to see it, and you're going to have to have an ear to hear it. Now, of course, I'm pointing to the physical eye and ear here, uh, but we're talking about the inner eye and the inner ear, praise God, seeing things as God would want you to see it and hearing those things that God wants you to hear, praise God. It's so necessary. Again, it goes back to what we've been talking about, these 
hidden truths, these hidden treasures within the kingdom. It takes time. It takes some energy. It takes of you being willing to sit down and focus, amen, to listen to what's being said. It means to be a student of what's being said and seeing it for, as God would have you see it. And it does. It, it takes a little bit to, to uncover that hidden principle or that hidden truth, praise God, or that hidden treasure, however you want to call it, amen. And this is just one of those, one of many, amen. We're talking about authority and dominion. Now, these disciples got a hold of it, praise God. And as a result of it, saw some great things happen, praise God. Now, God wants that for you. He wants that for me, praise God, amen, that we walk in these things. So again, in order for uh, this, uh, you know, this hidden truth of authority and dominion as a child of God comes by having an ear to hear and an eye to see it, praise God. Hallelujah. I hope that's what you got, praise God. All right, let's look at another one here today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians now. 1 Corinthians, let's look at another one. We'll see how far we get here today on this message. But 1 Corinthians, and we're going to go to chapter 2, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and talk about another, uh, some more things that are hidden, amen, for us to have. Praise God. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians and chapter 2, and I'm just, I'm just going to start in verse 1. Good place to start, huh? Praise the Lord. And it says, uh, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Now, of course, this is Paul talking to the church of Corinth here, okay? For I determined not to know anything among you, among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified, all right? I was with you in weakness, okay, in fear and in much trembling. There was in my own inabilities here. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. So keep that in mind. Say human wisdom, okay? So here we go, human wisdom. But in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, all right? That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, so now he's called the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, here we go, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. That literally means spiritually mature. Now we're talking about wisdom here, okay? He's revealing some. There's a lot being said in this text, but that's going to be our focus for today is this wisdom, all right? He said, among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. Now he's got another thing. He's talking about that human wisdom, the wisdom of men. In this text, he calls it uh, the uh, wisdom of this age, he says, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7, but we speak, here we go, the wisdom of God. Okay, so this one right here, we're talking about the wisdom of God. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, okay? The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And they wouldn't have. Enemy, they would have never done. They would have left Jesus alone if they would have only knew uh, what was going to happen, okay? After they crucified him and there was a death, a burial, and a resurrection, praise God, now all of a sudden we don't just have one Jesus to deal with. Now we've got a whole family of believers now that have Jesus on the inside walking in that uh, power and, and, and everything. And he says, now we've got a whole lot more to deal with. If they would have known that, they would have just left Jesus alone, you know, but, but that isn't what happened, all right? If they would have known, it said, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. But verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed, there's that word again, uncovered this, uncovered these things, right? God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Okay, this is, this is the key here, okay? So this, this, this uh, you know, thing is being revealed, this wisdom of God's being revealed, and it says through His Spirit, okay? All right, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that's within him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. In other words, if you want to know the things of God, you're gonna, it's going to come through the spirit of God, all right? Verse 
uh, 12 now. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And it was through that spirit. He's just kind of confirming that again. And he's saying, listen, you've got a different spirit in you as a believer. And this is what Paul's telling the church at Corinth. that You're no longer having to conduct life like you used to. There's something here. There's a hidden treasure here called the wisdom of God that you can have. He calls it several different things here. Uh, through this, he calls it uh, the deep things. He calls it, uh, you know, the things of God, the things of the Spirit, the wisdom of God. All of this stuff is all these things. It's just another ways of saying that there's wisdom from above that can come to you through the Spirit, His Spirit that's on the inside of you. So you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. And that means that what, uh, what, what uh, that Spirit that's in you has access to where it has come from. Hope that made sense. It has access in the things of God because it's from God. Now, your own spirit, you know, knows things about you that nobody else knows. But we're talking about a different spirit now that's on the inside of you called the Spirit of God. When you got born again, that spirit came within, praise God. Hallelujah. And now it takes residence on the inside of you. And in context, he's talking to a spirit-filled group here. Okay, a people that not only have got the spirit within, but now they've got the spirit that has come up upon them, amen, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So we're talking to a spirit-filled, we refer to as spirit-filled believers. Okay, not everybody has that, mostly because not everybody, you know, believes in it. And that's a bummer, but at the same time, all right, it's available, amen. But he says here, through that spirit, through the working of that spirit that's on the inside of you, you have access to some hidden things. You have access to these deep things from God, this, this wisdom from above, this wisdom of God, this, this things of the spirit, the deep things of the spirit. You have access to them by this spirit that's on the inside of you. All right. Now let's define wisdom real quick. All right. Let's define wisdom. The word wisdom is defined as the ability to live life skillfully. That's how it's defined. The ability to live life skillfully, to apply knowledge, information, and data rightly. In other words, there's all kinds of information and data and stuff that comes to you all day long. You just live life, just move along. And there's all kinds of stuff being fed to you. It could be just things you're seeing, things you're hearing. It could be things at work, things in the family, driving down the road, seeing things, listening to a radio, watching something, the news broadcast, this and that, all this stuff. There's all kinds of information uh, being fed to you, all right? Even the things of God, if you're, uh, you know, you're, you're consuming the things of God, the Word of God, there's still just more information, things that are being fed to you. Well, wisdom comes along and takes that information, takes that data, takes that knowledge and begins to put it together and then begin to show and reveal something to you on how to use it to help better your life at the moment. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom is also is about successfully dealing with practical affairs of daily life. It is a combination, now get this, wisdom is a combination of discernment, judgment, tact, and timing. Again, wisdom is to help you deal with practical affairs of daily life. In other words, how you deal with people, business matters, health issues, raising your family, you know, seeing, uh, you know, your time and how to balance things out, all that. The wisdom is there to help you because, praise now listen, because it is a combination of discernment, judgment, tact, and timing. All of them critical for living just daily life and living it right. Now, let me bring something else to you. The word here brings out, it calls the wisdom of, of men, the wisdom of, uh, you know, of this age. Uh, you know, we can even, uh, the book of James talks about, you know, wisdom uh, from beneath, whereas there's wisdom from above. So we're talking about the wisdom of God. Now, all wisdom, um, you know, we're talking about even man's wisdom. You know, man's wisdom can be, you know, hit and miss. It could sometimes be right and accurate, 
We're not saying that all wisdom of men is bad or, or wrong. What we're saying is it's, it's kind of hit and miss. In fact, the Spirit of God kind of told me this uh, kind of just here recently. He said, man's wisdom is limited and tainted. Man's wisdom, man's wisdom, not God's wisdom. So we're talking about the wisdom of this, uh, of this age, the wisdom of men, human wisdom is, is kind of what Paul was calling it, okay, is limited and tainted. Okay, whereas God's is not. It's limited. In other words, it can only do so much because man's wisdom or human wisdom is always based on how they physically see things. Okay. Whereas the wisdom from above, God can give you an eye to see what's behind the scenes. God can give you an eye to see what's ahead. Can give you insight of what's going to happen in a week, what's going to happen in a month, what's going to happen in a year. He can give you all kinds of insight, so you're no longer limited by a natural reasoning, but now you are unlimited based on, uh, you know, because you're connecting to a higher source. Amen. He says, human wisdom is also tainted. Now, let me explain that, okay, how he gave it to me. It's tainted with things like fear. He sometimes... People, based on fear, they, they think that this is a wise thing to do based on some fear, okay? Based on maybe pride, uh, you know, could be just somebody's, uh, because of their own pride, this is how they're going to do things, how they see it and all that kind of stuff, but yet it's tainted because it's not based on anything from above. It's based on your own, uh, you know, your own pride. Or how about greed? Some wisdom that's out there is based on greed. Okay, and, and you may, may look like solid advice, it may look like solid wisdom, but it's tainted because it's coming based or it's coming out of a thing or it's tainted with a thing called greed. How about just self, just selfish, okay, or just self? I, you know, sometimes we hear the word selfishness, you just think something's so wicked, but it's just self. It's just, it just comes, it's, it's more about me, your self preservation and and so it's all about protecting yourself for some kind of thing, which, you know, it's in itself when you kind of hear it, it doesn't sound like it's nothing, nothing wicked. It's just that, you know, somebody's concerned about themselves or concerned about their well-being or whatever. And so their wisdom that they're going to operate in has somehow been tainted with that. When all along the Spirit of God has something higher. And it comes from a higher source. Well, you, if you have more aware of what's going on in the unseen, what could happen, you know, in a, in a, in a week from now, if you've got that kind of insight, you're not going to be so fearful. You're not going to be so prideful. You're not going to be so greedy. You're not going to be so selfish. You're not, you're not going to be just thinking about self. It's, it, you're going to think beyond that. Instead, you're going to operate in this hidden mystery, all right, or this hidden treasure, in fact, let me give you the definition of mystery, because that's one of the words used in this text. In fact, several of the texts we're, gonna, we, we're probably going to look at through this series. Uh, but it means uh, secrets of or hidden things, again, deep things, spiritual things, things of the Spirit. So we're talking about a lot of the stuff that was even mentioned in this text is what defines what these mysteries are. Okay, And, of course, we're talking about this mystery of the wisdom of God that's available for you. And how for you, and again, how you can live life skillfully, how you can apply the information and the data and all the stuff, the knowledge that comes to you, whether it's be by the word, be by circumstances, situations, media, uh, you know, individuals talking, uh, just driving down the road and seeing things, all the stuff that comes to you when the spirit of wisdom, okay, when we're talking about that, that, that hidden wisdom from above is revealed. It is amazing how you will make choices and decisions that will help your life better than anything that you could, you could pull up or pull from on this natural realm. And again, we're not saying that everything of human wisdom is all wicked or all wrong. Okay, there's sometimes human wisdom's hit and miss. Sometimes you hit it, you hit the mark and praise the Lord. You might, you know, be involved in investments and, and you have certain, you know, certain human knowledge about certain things and you operate in a, in a wisdom of human, on a human nature, human realm, okay, human level, okay, however you want to say that, and you might, you might hit the mark once in a while. But we're talking about the wisdom from above. We're talking about the wisdom of God. 
as that becomes unfolded, or you know, that, that veil is pulled back, it's uncovered now. The, you know, everything's pulled back to where it's no longer hidden. Now it's something revealed. Amen. It is amazing how life can change. Now, the thing that we're trying to bring out in this text is one of those ways that you pull on that is by praying in the Spirit. It says this stuff's revealed through His Spirit. In fact, if you kind of go to chapter 14, and I I probably don't have time to go through all this. I'm just going to kind of read a text and, and maybe just touch on a few points. But I believe that the majority of probably watching me are probably spirit-filled believers, okay? Um, that may not be a case across the board, but and I understand that. And then we're, we're grateful for anybody that's going to listen in and grab hold of this. But I know that primarily the people I communicate with and, and minister to are people that are like faith, people that are filled with the Holy Ghost like I am, pray with other tongues, as uh, the book of Acts talks about. Praise God. That's available for you and me. Praise God. Free gift to all and anybody that wants it. Uh, but when you exercise, there's some benefits to it. And one of those benefits is these mysteries get revealed. These mysteries, and then that text talks about the wisdom of God comes through those mysteries. Amen. In uh, 1 Corinthians 14, in verse 2, it just says this, For he who speaks in a tongue... Praying in the Spirit. In fact, uh, chapter 13 calls it the tongue of angels. All right. We refer to it as praying in the Holy Ghost or praying in the Spirit. All right. Here it says, speaks in a tongue, does not speak to men, but to God. So, in other words, you're doing something that's in communicating with God, not just communicating with men. All right. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks. Here we go. Mysteries. There's that word mysteries again, those hidden things, those secret things. We could say maybe the hidden purpose or the hidden counsels of God. We could talk about the secret plan or the will of God in certain things. We're talking about the wisdom from above being released to help you live life skillfully, praise God. It means getting this, this, this purpose, this plan, this will, this wisdom from above to begin uh, to come into your life now to begin to help you, amen, through discernment, through tact and timing, amen, learning how to, to do this right, say this right, act this right, do this, uh, don't do that, uh, get involved here, don't get involved here, sign on the dotted line here, don't sign on the dotted line there. I mean, when the wisdom of God is in operation, praise God, it helps you all across your walk, all through your walk, praise God. And he's saying here, praying in the Spirit helps get that done. So if you're a, a believer who's been filled with the Holy Ghost, I encourage you, continue to pray in the Spirit and be attentive because the Spirit of God, see, through the Spirit, He's going to reveal those hidden things. Those things are going to come and be exposed where you can see it. Amen and then begin to operate in things that maybe you've never operated in before. Paul, in this, you know, later in this, uh, in fact, all through this chapter 14, he's talking about uh, praying in the Spirit. And he talks about, he, you know, uh, he who speaks uh, in, in uh, you know, the, speaks in, in the Spirit, speaks in tongues, edifies himself, builds himself up, praise God, charges himself up. He says, I wish you all spoke with other tongues. Amen. Uh, he, Paul said, I, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Amen. You go down further. He says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. And that was just letting it be known. Praise God. Paul was a tongue talker. All right. Prayed in the spirit often. Praise God. Think about all the insights and the revelation and the wisdom that he operated in as he ministered to all the churches in the early church. Where did he get all that? Well, he prayed in the spirit. Praise God. Amen. Pray in the Spirit. He said, uh, I, I do not forbid you, at the end of the chapter, I do not forbid you to speak with tongues. And, and again, he, you know, he kind of sums up. He said, let all this be done, of course, in, in, you know, decently and in order. He's not talking about being chaotic with it all. He, he kind of explains how to do it and do it right. And uh, you know, the difference between praying in the Spirit as an individual versus uh, you know, ministering the church as a whole in the area of prophecy and, you know, a tongue and interpretation of tongue. He brings all that out in there. But the bottom line is he encourages believers to pray in the Spirit. And earlier in this book, he says that through doing that, you, those hidden things become revealed. These things become, you know, uh, you know, revealed to you. And as it says in the beginning of this chapter, as we read in verse 2 there again, these mysteries begin to unfold. 
So this is just another uh, hidden treasure. Amen. The, when we're talking about kingdom principles that are hidden for you, one of those things is those mysteries uh, from above, those hidden, that wisdom from above. Amen. And one of those main ways to draw on that wisdom is to pray in the Spirit of God. So, child of God, I want to just kind of wrap this up today by saying that to you and me. That, you know, if we're talking about grabbing hold of the hidden things, it does take some energy, some effort. It takes a little time here and there. It takes maybe the uh, extending of yourself and to, uh, using, you know, buying things, selling, your re, you know, using your resources to, to increase, you know, do whatever it takes so you can increase in this. Praying in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Having an ear to hear, an eye to see, you know, purposing in yourself, praise God, to be attentive, to give regard, to give attention to things. And by, you know, we're talking about praying spiritually. It takes time sometimes just to get still before God and pray and let God begin to show you things. Let God begin to reveal those hidden things. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory uh, for this people today. Thank you, Lord God, for your principles here. Thank you, Lord God, for these hidden things that, are, that we have uh, available unto us, praise God, that you've hidden these things for us, for us to find, for us to grab hold of, for us to walk in, praise God. And Father, I give you thanks that today they had an ear to hear it and a heart to receive it, as we've talked about through this uh, uh, message today. And I give you the praise and the glory for it. Father, once again, I am thankful that what you began, you are finishing. And we give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash victory. Or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.